Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yes. January 1st, 2023. As I record this episode, and this should be out by that same night. Uh, I'll try to have this episode 458 out by then. The Knicks um, finish off 2022 on a good note. Last night, defeating the Houston Rockets and completing their Texas Triangle trip, as they call it, with the win. You know, so we'll talk about that. We'll also hand out our progress reports later in the show. Episode 458 of BD4. Welcome. Thanks for stopping by. I'm your host, RJ. Let's get to the podcast. Welcome to BD4, an RJ Carbone podcast. BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA. Yanks every series, Knicks every game, MMA on occasion. BD4 is a five-star show on Apple Podcasts, also available in video format on YouTube and Spotify. So thanks for stopping by, and we hope you enjoy the show. Champion of the world, turning, looking, see ya! Anthony for three, Creates and showing some dexterity as well with the left hand. All right, welcome to the show. What's going on, everyone? Happy New Year! Hope you're all having a good one. Um, you know, I'm sure that maybe you are on your way to the gym right now and listening to this episode. <laughs> All right, let's talk Knicks. Let's not waste time. Um, but yeah, of course, I'm thankful for everything, and I hope the new year is as good as the last one was. As far as the Knicks go, um, yeah, we finish off a, uh, you know, the first portion of, of the 2022-23 season on a good note. Defeating the Houston Rockets last night in Houston, Texas. Uh, the game, you know, got off to a slow start for the Knicks. Now I missed this game. Uh, I was, I you know, I had some family over. We had company for New Year's Eve. Um, we were also watching the uh, some of the college games, which were very good. Uh, the Michigan game and the Ohio State Georgia game were also good. But um. I did see the highlights, I did read about it, and so we're going to run through this, and then we'll talk about the progress reports that we're going to hand out for the two-month marking period. Last night, yeah, they got to a slow start the next day against the terrible 15th place, last place Rockets. Uh, they were scorching from three early. I think the Rockets knocked down eight in the first quarter alone on 67%. Um, you had guys like Green... Smith Jr., Kmart Jr., Porter Jr., uh, not Porter Jr., Porter. <laughs> they have a couple of juniors. But there is a Porter Jr. in the NBA. Um, I think it's with Denver. But, you know, a lot of their guys were knocking down the three. Uh, the Rockets doubling the Knicks on the defensive glass. And, you know, the Knicks finally found a rhythm. They, you know, locked up. And they soon 
found a rhythm, and they got it done. Um, Randall led the way with 35 points. Quickly and Grimes combined for 46 points. Got a little too close again in the fourth quarter, though. The Rockets make a run. They come within eight or nine points. and But the Knicks do get big contributions from a lot of guys in the final frame. Quickly led the way in the fourth with a number of buckets. You had the Fournier triple. Grimes, Randall were doing their parts. Mitch and Sims were working the glass. And the Knicks would eventually pull away by 20 points to get the victory. Um, so they get the, uh, what was it, 108 to 88 victory, I believe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, 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 they'll finally end that five-game skid. <laughs> Thank God. Um, and they go into the new year on a good note. You know, I thought the Nick defense was the first thing I, I, I to take away from this game. Um, got back on track. Uh, I thought they did a nice job maybe reading the scouting report and just knowing that the Rockets are a very young team and they can get careless with the ball. I think they lead the league in um, turnovers. So the Knicks... Oops. Sorry for that pause there. I thought we lost. I thought we lost it. Um, my battery's low, so the screen flashed, and I had to plug the charger in. Um, the Knicks, you know, saw that the Rockets are a turnover-prone team, so what they did was they pressured the ball, and they forced 24 turnovers and scored 37 points off of it. So, just yeah, pressure in the ball. All night, um, anticipating the pass, jumping the lanes. But yeah, this was this was a big game from uh, another big game from Julius Randle, who gets the first game ball of the night. Bing bang. And thirty-five points for Julius last night. Twelve rebounds, six assists. Shot nine of twenty from the field, five of thirteen from three, and twelve of sixteen at the line. Yeah, he was. He was hot from three, and he did a nice job getting to the stripe. Um, so of his 35 points, that would mean only eight of them came on two-point field goals. So he was, you know, very modern last night, right? Playing a very modernized game. Um I'm sorry, I'm recording this in the middle of the day. And I live in a house of, you know, I got a family of seven. And all you fucking hear all the time constantly is just stomping. The studio is, is downstairs. <laughs> all you hear is stomping. Um, it's just distracting. Um, no, he's definitely stepped it up. You know, without Jalen Brunson, without R.J. Barrett, the Knicks aren't exactly in depth right now and so they needed Julius and his numbers right now are are, uh, very good and they're not empty statistics he's been stepping up in meaningful moments and he's the only consistent offensive weapon out there right now right um so you got to give him his props for last night again Julius a big night uh and then also a good night from Emmanuel quickly um you know quickly has played well in Brunson's spot 
filling in at point guard. Last night, 27 points, 5 rebounds, 7 assists. Stole it 3 times. Shot 9 of 25 overall. 4 for 13 from 3. And 5 of 6 at the free throw stripe. Got off to a slow start, quickly did for sure. Um, Some bad shooting in there. You know, I thought he missed some reads as the primary playmaker. But he did find it in the second half, and he got the job done. Um, The shot began to fall. The rebounding, the defense, the passing, the shooting. And I thought he was getting into the paint pretty well, too. Um, He finished shooting only 9 of 25 overall, yes. But in the second half, he did score 17 on 6 of 14 shooting and knocked down 3 of 7 from 3. He came out the gate very strong in the third quarter with back-to-back baskets to help the Knicks gain that separation because they went into halftime only up maybe four points. Um, So I thought quickly was good. Quentin Grimes was also good. He scores 19 points last night on 8 of 15. Big third quarter from Grimes where he dropped seven points on 100%. You know, he gets hot towards the end there. Um, and to me, that's kind of that was kind of where the Knicks started to pull away. It was right around the end of that period where Grimes started to take off and stretch that single-figure lead into double figures. <laughs> um, so he was knocking down the three-pointer, and he also got into paint, uh, to the paint. He got into the paint a lot last night, which I always like to see from Grimes because he does that well, and that doesn't get enough um, recognition with his ability to slash and get into the paint, whether it's in transition or in the half court, on the ball, off the ball. He does a nice job. So, you know, that was pretty much it from the starters. Uh, Mitch also had a nice game, bounced back. Um, But the bench, once again, not much offensively from them. You know, Derek Rose did have his moments when he did play. Uh, Fournier, same thing, couple of three balls. Deuce McBride kind of... Kind of gave you vomit offensively. He shot, I want to say, 1 of 10, um, something like that. I mean, you like the aggressiveness, right? We always talk about wanting to see him be aggressive, um, but I just wish he was something offensively and not just another Frank 2.0. I know Knicks fans are going to get mad at me for that, but they think everybody's a superstar, right? Just ask what they did with Frank. (laughs) Hartenstein also gave you 0 offensively. He did get some rebounds. He grabbed a few, um, but I think the best off the bench last night um, and again, this is me not watching the game from quarter to quarter. I missed one of the rare games I missed. But I think, you know, from what I did see, watching back some highlights and recaps, um, Jericho Sims. And I think I'm going to give Jericho Sims his third bing-bong ball of the season. Bing-bong! Sims last night was good. You know, he, he was Sims. Um, uh, four points. Seven rebounds in nine minutes. So that's relatively a very productive night. Big rebounding in the second quarter where the Knicks were down and needed some stops. Helped them get into some transition opportunities. And then he had a few boards in the fourth quarter um, on the offensive glass. You know, Also had an alley-oop in there off that Fournier down screen. Comes off it, quickly throws the dime. And he also had himself a nice strong put-back layup in the first half. Off of a Fournier miss, but <laughs> there's not there's not much to take from this game, man. Um, so all in all, you know, nice win, but it really doesn't do much for me. <laughs> you know, 
I j- again, I just think the Knicks are who I've been saying since preseason. Um, it's nice to end this skid heading into the new year, though, for sure. But, um, yeah, not, not much to take away. Uh, let, what do you say we just run through these progress reports real quick, and then we'll wrap this one up, right? So, um, you know, we'll just do some quick hitters, and then we'll wrap this shit up. Because, again, there's not much. So we're going to run through, if you're new to these, we do a progress report every month um, on the on every individual player currently in the rotation. Or, you know, we, we, we'll miss a player or two who don't really get minutes. Like, we're probably not going to run through Fournier, Cam Reddish, because they don't play. Um, but what we do is we grade each and every individual who do play. Um, and each, the important part to know that is is... The way we do this, each of these guys get a grade based off their own expectation. So not everybody is going to be graded on the same scale. So because, you know, player one gets an A and then player two will get a B minus, it doesn't exactly mean that player one has been better than player two overall. It just means that player one has lived up to his standard more than player two has. It makes sense. So just keep that in mind before you come at me with pitchforks, all right? Um, but we'll start with Jalen Brunson. Yeah, we're going to run through this, I'm telling you. <laughs> Jalen Brunson, who's been averaging um, 23-7 and seven this season on 46% from the field, um, doing a nice job. You know, he's a guy who has really, really steadied the ship for the Knicks, um, finally found themselves a stable point guard. He's their leader. He's their closer. Without him, they are under 500 for sure. And he's just providing them that calm presence. He works great with the guys around him, gets everyone involved, doesn't play favorites at quarterback. Um, he's been good. He's been so good. So I give him an A minus. You know, there's not much I can complain about with Jalen Brunson. He's durable, he's tough, plays into the paint around all those bigs and takes all these hits. And he's playing almost every game. Obviously, lately he's got the hip problem. But, <clears throat> yeah, I got to give him an A-. minus. Um, the only bad thing is, is you know, maybe the defense isn't great. He's an automatic mismatch. Um, sometimes he can get lost backdoor and have his back the other way. But <laughs> I, I can't nitpick with Brunson. He's been their best player this year far and away. Um so Jalen Brunson, I give an A minus. We go to RJ Barrett. I'm gonna give him um, a B minus. You know, he's averaging 26 and three, 43 percent from the field, 33 percent from three, 76 percent from the line. Those are all pretty average. Um, yeah, you know, he's he's inconsistent. He's having an okay year. We keep wanting him to break out. I don't know that that's going to happen. I just think at this point, RJ is who he is. Um, He struggles with the jumper. At times, he'll struggle finishing. Um, He's inconsistent, right? He's a volume scorer who's not always going to knock down his shots. Um, His defense isn't the greatest. But I think all in all, RJ's been good. I think he's been good. So I give him a B-. minus. Um, Quentin Grimes, I, I give him a B. I think Grimes has been good. 10 points, 3 boards, 2 assists, shooting 37% from 3. Um, he's a 3 and D sniper, can catch and shoot, 
can play off the dribble a little bit. Obviously, he's a great defensive player at the wing. Um, you know, he, he dealt with injuries earlier in the year. But I think the one thing, the one big knock on Grimes is maybe that he's not the most consistent player. He'll drop 30-some nights. The, the very next night, he'll go back out there and give you nine points or less. Right. That's, you know, he's got to work on that. But I think Grimes has been good given his role. I think he's been solid, so I give him a B. Um, Julius Randle is, has, much like Brunson has been far and away the best player, Randle has far and away been the second best player on this roster. Um, 24, 10, and 4. You know, he's shooting 47%. He's got the three ball up to a respectable 35%. Um, so I give him a B plus. you know. He, he's bounced back this season. Uh, the defense is not great. It's never going to be great. But he does a lot for this team outside of the defense. You know, when he's locked in, he's very good. Um, and on most nights, he's pretty good. So, yeah. You know, now that he has a point guard, I think we're seeing less responsibility on the ball. Um, is is Randall going to be my favorite player? No. That's never going to happen. I'm not his biggest fan. We all know that, but I have to give the guy credit when it's when he deserves it. And um, I'm I'm stingy. I'm not going to hand out A's left and right. But I would understand. You know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a B plus. Uh, and we go to uh, center, Mitch Robinson. I give him a B plus. I think Mitch has been very good, uh, given his expectation. He's playing defense. He's killing it on the offensive glass. He's, not, he's never going to be a guy who scores points. Let's just, you know, let's call a spade a spade. So given what we expect for Mitch, I think he's done a very nice job. Um, I wish he'd score more, but at this point, I think he is who he is. So Mitch Robinson at eight points, nine boards, two blocks, and a steal. Going to give him a B plus. He's got a very strong 4.2 plus minus on the year. So pretty good. Um, and then we go to the bench. Manuel quickly. Having a good year. This is probably his best career season. Um, Three-point numbers aren't great, but everything else is there. 12 points, four rebounds, three assists. A steal, just one turnover. He's always been efficient that way. When he's got to step up as the primary playmaker, he has his moments. Um, obviously, shot selection could be a problem. But he scores points. He's playing good defense. Quickly gets a B. Deuce McBride. B minus. I think McBride's point of attack defense is great. He's disciplined defensively. Hedging, recovering after making a stunt. Very smart. Very pesky out there. But he doesn't give you offense. <laughs> uh, I know... It, Again, this is relative, so I'm, I'm still going to give him a B minus. Um, and then Jericho Sims, 29 games this year. He's averaging four boards across 12 minutes. The numbers aren't crazy, but he does play great defense. He's a good screener, probably the best screener on the team. Um, he's athletic as hell. The guy can leap, and that's important on the offensive glass as well. So. I think uh, Sims should play over Hartenstein 
We all know, we all know my opinion there. But I'm going to give Sims a B on the year so far. Speaking of Hartenstein, we all know I'm not the biggest fan of him. Uh, 37 games in, he's averaging 6, 7, and 1 with a steal and a block across 20 minutes per game. He's played in every game, I believe. Um, I'm going to give him a C- minus just because he's had some moments offensively. I'll throw the floater in there. You know, Once a week, he'll knock down a 3. Um, but the defense is just not there for me. It's not enough. I don't think he's that great a rebounder. Um, there are games where he has a lot of boards, but there are games where he looks incredibly soft out there, um, depending on the matchup. But <laughs> I, I think Hartenstein is not that good. Um, he's kind of like a Walmart version of Cantor, where the numbers aren't going to do him justice in the fact that, in the way that they're better than they look because the defense is so bad. He's slow, he can't defend a pick and roll, can't guard in space, and he can't really block the rim well. So, not a fan of him. I wish he didn't play, but I prefer the two big man rotation. I don't like when we go twin towers, but... Um, Obi Toppin. Give him a C plus. Obi had a really, really, really strong start to the year. Then he kind of disappeared for a two or three week span before he went down with the big injury. Um, overall, he's given you eight points across seventeen minutes. He's shooting the three better, but that started to come down to earth. Um, the defense is not great, but his help defense has improved this year. His rebounding is still not great. I don't know. He's been okay. You know, I've kind of slowly but surely kind of fallen off the OB train. Um, I think he's an okay role player. Uh, so a C plus. And then last but not least, Derek Rose. I don't think he's been good this year. He gets a C minus. Uh, six points, two boards, two assists across 13 minutes. He's noticeably slower out there. Uh, the defense is not there anymore. The three-point shot's not falling like it was when he first came here. Um, yeah, I think he's on his way out, you know. And then last but not least, we're going to grade the Knicks as a unit. Um, again, 19 wins, 18 losses. It's a 514 win percentage. They're the number eight seed at the moment. That's a play-in spot. They're one game back from the number six seed. The Heat are the seventh, but they have the same record as us. So, you know, given what our goal is this year, to me the goal is to just try to win as much as we can given what we have. And it's also to attract other GMs to make a deal and hopefully strike when that superstar becomes available. But how do you do that? You win games and, you know, make trades, raise trade value. So I don't know. I think they've done okay. You know, I'm in a good mood, so I gave them a B-. minus. Um, I could have easily done a C. A C plus, but they're nineteen and eighteen. You know, it, it's it's 
they're going to have peaks and valleys. So, B- for the Knicks. Um, I just don't think they're that good. That's it, guys. We'll head the break, and we'll wrap this up with the question of the day. Stay with us. We'll be back in a few minutes. Hey, guys. So, if you are a listener of the podcast often, and you want to know where to find me on social media, you can find me on Facebook at BD4. You can find me on Twitter at BD4Pod. And you can also find me on Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. BD4 is located on many different platforms. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And if you do there, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. You can listen to it on Spotify. But you can also watch the podcast on both Spotify and YouTube. BD4 is available on many other platforms as well. All you got to do is search it up. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and much more. Studio 69 Productions is a podcast production agency created by Leo Rodriguez to allow content creators to market their podcast. It's an online platform that will market your podcast or any other project that you're working on. Get in touch with Leo Rodriguez from Studio 69 Productions. You can find Studio 69 Productions on Instagram at Studio69NJ. Studio 69 Productions, where dreams are heard and born. For this episode, episode 458, our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day is, it's a true or false question. True or false? In 63 playoff games as Knicks head coach, Pat Riley won less than half, 32 of them. True or false? In 63 playoff games as Knicks head coach, Pat Riley won less than half of them. 32 games, that means. Alright, so one final time. Our trivia question of this episode. True or false? In 63 playoff games as Knicks head coach, Pat Riley won less than half of them. And again, by half of them, I mean at least 32, or at most 32. Is that true or false? That's it. <laughs> that's that's totally it. Not much to take from this episode. Just ran through that ran through that Rockets game. Uh, did our quick progress report run through, and um, hopefully we've got more to talk about tomorrow night. So later, later. This episode was brought to you by Anchor. <laughs>